When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. FP's in for Mark Willard today, and we're talking about pressure. Where do you think the pressure is? Who's got the most of it? Is it Brock Purdy, Kyle Shanahan, or the D-line? I'm going to say it's Kyle Shanahan, and it's because Brock Purdy is still a young quarterback. He's in his second year, and last year's NFC Championship game was not his fault. He got knocked out of the game, and Josh Johnson got knocked out, and they lost. And I still think that the expectations for Brock Purdy are lower than where they are for Kyle Shanahan. Now, neither one of them is going to be in jeopardy or on the hot seat or anything like that if they lose on Sunday, but I do think that the narrative about each burns hotter for Kyle Shanahan if they lose to Detroit than it does for Brock Purdy. Well, I disagree. I think there's more pressure on Brock Purdy, and I'm going to tell you why. There's no pressure on Kyle Shanahan if Brock Purdy's playing well. Kyle Shanahan could put a blindfold on and dartboard a play when Brock Purdy's locked in. He doesn't hesitate to call anything when Brock Purdy's Brock Purdy. Then he gets a little tentative. He gets a little uh, Jimmy G play-calling style when Brock Purdy's hands are wet and he's throwing the ball all over, and maybe the receivers aren't running the routes as crisp because of the, the, the wet footing. And so I think there's more pressure on Brock Purdy. And if Brock Purdy's playing well, then you're going to see Kyle with great play calls. He's going to get into a rhythm. He's getting a flow. When those guys are together like a double play combination and Brock Purdy's executing what Kyle Shanahan's throwing out there, it's one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen as a 49ers fan. It's just he can call any play and that little that little laminated sheet he has where he covers his mouth and calls a play in, he could call any play at any time when Brock's locked in, when the offense has rhythm, when the offense is flowing, and you call a run play and it's seven yards, and then you call a play action and it's pass and it's eight yards, and then you call another running play and it's five yards, and they get into that rhythm, and he just it doesn't matter what he calls. The pressure on Kyle Shanahan comes when Brock Purdy was playing like Brock Purdy did the first three quarters of Saturday's game. Well, I think there's other pressure for Kyle Shanahan than just the offense. It's also winning the game, and it's clock management. And we talked about it in the crossover, that uh, crossover changeover thingamajig, as you like to call it, the thing you do or whatever. I think it's but the cross-dress part. Whatever say, it was. Which is fine. I'm in my poncho today feeling good. But I think that for Kyle, the pressure is much greater than just the laminated play sheet. It's about winning the game, and it's about clock management, and it's about getting to the Super Bowl where you were expected to do so. And yes, Brock Purdy's under some pressure, but at the end of it, he is a second-year quarterback, and he's 23, as you mentioned before. So if he makes a mistake, or heck, even if he plays well and they still lose, the the rain's going to come down on Kyle Shanahan more than it is on Brock Purdy. Well, it came down on Brock pretty hard this week nationally. And, he and won. they won the game. And he won. Well, who was better last week, Kyle or Brock? I mean, Kyle was better. Josh Allen had a worse game, but everybody, like, giving him a pass. Brock Purdy, and he lost. Brock Purdy had a, a, a bad game and won. It's just, none of this makes sense to me, all the Brock Purdy hatred. 
Nation Isn't he had a better game than Josh Allen? Yeah, because he won. And Josh Allen's right. watching on TV this week. Absolutely. Well, not Josh's fault that they lost. Well, I mean, if you're going to do the quarterback thing, yeah, he had a way better game than Josh Allen. Josh Allen's a better quarterback. But Brock Purdy had a better game because Brock Purdy's playing the NFC Championship and Josh Allen isn't playing in the AFC Championship. Yeah, and it's not uh, entirely because of Josh Allen. I mean, he had the, what, the one pick? No, he had no picks at all. And he rushed for 72 yards and a couple of touchdowns. And he played pretty well, even though most of his throws were behind the line of scrimmage. And he put his kicker in a spot where you should make a kick and force overtime, Tyler Bass, but he didn't. So we can always look at the result and pin it on any individual but we're talking about pressure here for the Niners going into this week. D-line, Shanahan, or Brock Purdy? Who is under more pressure? 888-957-9570. Cap in Oakland. What's going on, Cap? What are you doing? Hey, just riding the rain out. But it's pretty obvious to me who's got the most pressure on them after today's performance. I'm going with Mark Willard. FP's doing a hell of a job. Yeah, and that's actually not bad. We should add that to the poll. Mark Willard... On his Wait, birthday, it's his feel birthday, the most pressure. Man, it's his birthday. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could get Wally Pipped in your birthday. You, you never know. I think Wally Pip. It was his birthday. Yeah, nineteen twenty-one. I think. Yeah, I think it was his birthday, Mark. Yeah, you I'm were kidding, there. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> it was. I was there. I was on the bench next to Wally. <laughs> Wally sat next to Old me. Oh, Wally! Oh, Wally! It's your birthday, and you're sick. This guy named Lou's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> what else, Cap? Well, I'm going to say Kyle because Purdy is the Steph Curry of his his game and his generation. He's going to get it the rest of his career. That's just how it's going to be for him. And the D-line, it's what it is. We're just hoping it gets up to get pressure. You know what I mean? Like, it's got to get up to the point where it gets the pressure that makes it even a contender. Like, it's got to step up. I'm more, I'm more, I'm more concerned about the D line stopping the Lions' run than I am about that. I think they're going to get to Goff because Goff's not mobile, right? I'm more concerned about them stifling the Lions' running game. I think if they do that, the Niners win easily. They should be able to do that. Uh, Kyle Shanahan actually spoke to that in his press conference about how the run defense did on Saturday. Um, I mean, I think it was obviously not good enough. You know, gave up our first 100-yard rusher in a while. Um, way too many explosives. Um, they got outside on us too many times. And But I mean, we're going to have a huge challenge this week. I mean, the Lions, regardless of who they play, they, uh, they, they stick with the run. They do it every game. It's a big part of what they do, and they're very balanced. I think they're very similar to our offense, and that'll be a huge challenge this week. Yeah, similarities, FP, which is one of the themes of today's show is the similarity between Detroit's offense and the Niners' offense, you look at just the rushing attack, and you look at Detroit, David Montgomery, 1,015 yards, 13 touchdowns. Jameer Gibbs went for 945 and 10. That's a combined 1960 and 23 touchdowns just from your, your two primary backs. That's, that's pretty impressive. And you look at McCaffrey, 1459, and he had 14 touchdowns. And if you add in... Eli Mitchell and Jordan Mason, even if you throw Debo Samuel in there, you get to about 2,100 yards and you get to 24 touchdowns, which 24 rushing touchdowns from Debo and company and McCaffrey versus 23 rushing touchdowns for the Lions, almost identical in terms of the ground attack. Then you throw the stats out the window. I mean, it's it's one game for all the marbles. I'm I, to I, build I, off I, the stats. I, I'm not going to throw them out the window You can right throw now. them out the window and hit Market Street. 
But no, no, I, I'm That'd just be a saying, big throw. Yeah, it would be a nice throw. It's about a half a block, full block. Yeah, Sam Laporta. I think I think the tight ends match up a little bit. He had 86 catches, 10 touchdowns. I thought we were throwing the stats out. Saint Saint Brown, 119 receptions. Since we're getting nerdy here, 15 1500 uh, yards, 10 touchdowns. So that. I think I, I don't know. I think this would be a great game, Jared. Jared, it's for me. It's Jared Goff against Brock Purdy. It's pretty simple. It really is. Stop the running game if you're the Niners, and then whoever has the better game between Jared Goff and Brock Purdy. I know that's a, that's very simple. It's, too it's, simple. It, it, I'm, I, I said it's this too, yesterday. It's too simple for a four-hour show. Okay. I'm going to need you it's to elaborate. Time to, it's, it's time to go home. Stretch out a little it's, bit. It's Two forty-two. <laughs> Mark Randy and the best of next. That's Warriors Live at 6 tonight. But. No, I think the momentum things, I, I know I was pounding that drum yesterday a lot, so I hate to be repetitive, but like I'm big on the fact that the Lions have played, they have successes. I know it was at home and this is on the road, but when you, you got that rhythm, the Niners never really had a rhythm till the last drive. It was like, yes, no, yes, no, what's going on? The whole game. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one person perfect co-worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Game as a fan, you're up and down. It almost seemed like where I was at, Niner fans were waiting for them to lose that game. They were already kind of wrapping their their heads around the fact that they might be one and done in the playoffs. They came back and won it, but the Lions have a like Dan Campbell said, they're they're a freight train right now, and they are. They're they're coming into Levi's with, uh, I think, more confidence than the Niners have. I disagree with that. I mean, more confidence than the Niners have. I think the Niners don't look at last Saturday and think, oh boy. We probably should have lost that. Now we're shaken. No, 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 no. But they're at home and they're the number one seed. Yeah, but you have a team that has has. I, I think is more confidence than any team left. The Lions. Yes, I would say the Ravens have the most confidence of any team left. Personally, well, they have the best team, so that makes sense. But and I'm just they're talking the one about seed. Moment, maybe momentum. Well, is and, the and they I'm absolutely they didn't roll at home, but they rolled in the second half at home. And if you're Baltimore, I think you're feeling. Maybe the most confidence because you look around at the rest of the teams and you pounded Detroit and you handled the 49ers. So if you're Baltimore, you're thinking, win this last game at home and we feel really good about our matchup in the Super Bowl. Dan Campbell's going to blitz Brock Purdy all day long. It's going to be one blitz after another. I hope so. He's saying he's going to stop the run because that's what he has to say and probably what he has to do. But I think pressure on Brock Purdy is going to be, if they can protect Brock Purdy however they can, that's going to be the difference. The same, same with Jared Goff. 
I, I don't. The, the, the Niners don't blitz as much as the Lions. I looked. The, the Lions blitz like forty something percent of the time. The Niners are thirtieth in football in in blitz rate. The Lions were like fourth or fifth. I looked yesterday. Yeah, you go ahead and blitz Brock Purdy because he's very good against the blitz, and he has been all year long. So you want to bring five, six, not five, not six, not seven. Bring everybody he'll if go, you want, Dan. He'll go, he'll go all Fran Tarkington on you. I don't know if he'll go full Fran, Get but full Fran Tarkington. he will definitely check it down, and I think part of it is who he'll have at receiver if Debo's there or not. Mike in Eugene, Oregon, has a thought about the Niners' offensive approach. What's going on, Mike? You're on with FP and Dibs. Hey, guys. How you doing today, man? Happy, happy Wednesday. Yeah, Mike, too, what's Mike? going on? How are you, Mike? Uh, yeah, I'm hanging in there, brother. I tell you, I almost had Carteract cardiac arrest during the game and I was home convalescing from uh, having surgery so I'm turning the page now this is championship mode so I got the new clothes on you know so to speak so you know since the Niners are painted as the bad guys first I think they ought to roll back to the units they were out in Philly on December 3rd when they turned everything around and were all black with Debo bringing the boom box out whether he plays or not that's how they should start then, I really think to open up the passing game, they have to have Mitchell in the backfield with CMC at the same time and use some play action and use some movement. And I think that's really going to open up. And then Kittle's going to be popping in the middle also. I think we could take advantage of, of their defensive backs. And I am worried about our defense. FP, you know this, man. I never liked Wilkes in the beginning. I'm worried about his play calling, especially on the run. He doesn't know how to do it. They got to figure it out, and that—that's my biggest concern right there. Is the D line? They got to stop that run. They stop that. They make them one-dimensional, and we'll take them apart because they're playing outdoors. They suck outdoors. Those are great points. Yeah, make them one-dimensional. Take away the run. Take they care, actually, Mike. They don't suck outdoors, as FP and I were uh, detailing in our our pre-show confab. They won at Kansas City. In the opener, outdoor. They go to Lambeau in the end of September and win, outdoor. They go to Tampa in week uh, six and win, outdoor. That's 3-0 and outdoors by my count. You go to Baltimore, you get shellacked 3-1 and outdoor. And then you go to Chicago in week 14, kind of an odd one. You lose that one, 3-2 and outdoors. I would not say that they, quote-unquote, suck outdoors. Now, is this offense better built? on the turf and in the dome? Absolutely. You played 12 of your 17 games indoors, including a game in New Orleans that you won, a game in Minnesota that you won. You beat the Rams and Tampa at home in the playoffs indoors. So, yeah, you're better indoors, but I don't think you can say that they suck outdoors. Dude, I used to love playing indoors. I, I did. I, it, it was weird because you took all the elements in, in every factor that could or could not happen out of it. Like in Montreal in the Dome, it was always 70 degrees. The, the the ball didn't blow in the wind. When I came to Candlestick, I was like, "What? why the hell did I sign with the Giants? Especially playing infield, right? On, yeah. on the, uh, was it, Olympic Stadium? But, I, but the point is, like, I don't know how it works in football because I'm thinking, like, if I'm a quarterback and I'm indoors, it's just like throwing in a gym, right? Like, nothing's going to happen to your ball. Like, there's no wind going to take it. If you're a kicker, right. it's turf. You're going to hit it clean. The wind's not going to take it. You don't have to look at those things at the top of the goalpost. And not, I'm, I'm a grass guy and I'm an outdoors guy, but there's something cool 
about playing indoors and not having any elements at all. Like you turn on the air conditioning, it's 71 degrees. You just, it's what you're used to. I always felt like it looked like pitchers were throwing harder indoors. I don't know what that means or how to like quantify that in any way, shape or form, but like something about in a dome, the glove popping with the catcher, it always sounded louder. The the, the sound goes, it has nowhere to go. Um, So yeah, while while the record is good on grass, it is just it's a different it's different. Not that they've never played outdoors. They're football players. They played outdoors sure. their whole life, and it's going to be a fast track. It's going to be a good day. But I still think there's something to be said for like being used to a controlled environment versus I don't know what what time does the game start three thirty three thirty yeah. So there might be some sun involved for a little bit. You never know. I don't know Shadows. if the sun will be out. I think it's going to be kind of That's partly a reach, by the way partly cloudy. What just just me saying sun and shadows. Well, like, I. The sun will be out, but I don't think that it will be a resplendently bright day where you're going to have to go to the eye black at three thirty. Oh, you got to go to eye black, dibs. Well, people go eye. Did you I go, go eye I black went eye anyway? black indoors in Montreal. It's war paint. You just it's part of your uniform. And that was ahead of your time because back then, like at the real eye black, not the stickers, right? Like the grease, well, they didn't the have grease the stickers lipstick when you thing, and then I would get a Q-tip swab and make them look like they were fake. You got to take time. You gotta, you gotta feel sexy to play sexy. I can, I can totally you see you to. spending about forty minutes in the mirror pregame. Yeah, you gotta look good to play good. Not in the cage, working on your swing. Never you're been, in front of the mirror. I have never been in a slump in the mirror. Yeah. Ever, <laughs> ever. And your beard is always very well groomed, and you're a handsome man. There's no doubt. <laughs> I'm kidding. So, but I do love the eye black. Yeah. Like I wish I could just wear eye black to do a show right now. Like I miss wearing you could eye, go black. eye black. For I the think show. I might. The next time I fill in, if my Cal Ripken streak is broken tomorrow at three. I will. The next time I come in, I'll just go eye black. I like your chances of working tomorrow based on uh, the relative health of our staff as it pertains to uh, this week. You said something earlier. I've been trying to get people sick so I can work. It's part of my strategy. I need you to stay away from me. I've been like licking all the cups in the coffee room. You're disgusting. And just trying to get people sick so I can get reps. I got a big weekend ahead, but you mentioned something yesterday about the, the game on Saturday in terms of one of the deleterious effects of playing in the swamp, and that is. Receivers rounding their routes and not cutting sharp, and that's something that I think affected Brock Purdy a little bit. And it's also something as we look at the Detroit Lions and you talk about their offense and how they've done so well indoor. That is something they're going to have to adjust to playing outside. I agree. I agree. It, it, but it's going to be a dry track. They'll be fine. But I think with the, a point that I was trying to make the other day, like as a receiver, ooh, my voice just went to Danny Partridge. Did you hear that? Like when you try to, when you, when you're rounding out. You mean Peter Brady? No, Danny, Danny Partridge. Remember when he lost his voice in the Partridge, his voice changed and the whole Partridge family almost fell apart. We're losing everybody. So that was the Brady bunch. No, that was the Partridge. Okay, we're Danny Bonaducci. Check your check no, your I, check your buses. I got it. Check your buses. Check I'm not going to say which one you're on right now. He, he, he ran the route. <laughs> struggle bus. The, the, so everything's based on timing with Brock. He throws to spots. Yeah, right? I get it. So if you're not just sticking your foot in and run a sharp route, you're not where he throws the football. But there was some dude. There was some that's just like, are you even looking? Like there was some that could have been intentional grounding with no pressure on him. And like, also, where's just, the receiver? I think the nature of of the ball being wet. He was not comfortable throwing it. So the receivers and the timing was off, and he wasn't comfortable throwing it. But that shouldn't be an issue with dry weather expected tomorrow all the way through game time on Saturday. But the question is, who's under the most pressure going into the Sunday game? Is it Shanahan? Is it Purdy? Or is it the defensive line, a D-line that registered zero sacks against Jordan Love? And by and large, you heard Kyle Shanahan. I played the cut about 10 minutes ago talking about the run game and how the Packers were able to get outside, and that's on Nick Bosa and Chase Young, 
as well as others on the D-line where they were unable to contain the ground game from Green Bay. And you know Detroit's coming with a, a similar approach in terms of how well they can run the ball. And I, I gave you the numbers a moment ago. You've got two backs, both at about the 1,000-yard mark. You had Montgomery at 1,015, Jameer Gibbs at 945. Gibbs much more lively in the pass game. He had 52 catches, whereas Montgomery only had 16. So when Gibbs is on the field, the play action and the throw to the running back more likely than when Montgomery's on the field. But either way, this team could run the ball. You had almost 2,000 yards between your two primary backs. I think this is the week where Detroit looks up and sees where they're at. I think this is the week of the Lions all of a sudden. We think of the, that's why all my friends, and including you, think the Lions are going to roll because they think of the old Lions as the new Lions. This is not the Lions that we all grew up with. Obviously, they're in the NFC Championship game. I think this is the first week they look up. And who is it that said they're playing with house money yesterday? We had that. I don't think they're playing with house money. Was it Baldinger that said they're playing with house money? Now? I actually think they're playing with house money. I don't. I think this is the week they look up and see how bright the lights are. When you're one step away from the Super Bowl, and that's been your goal, and you're the Cinderella story, and this is cute, and this is fun, and everybody's chanting Jared Goff in Detroit, and now you get away from that support. You, you come on the road against a, a team that's been arguably the best team in the NFL all season long, and you look up, you're going to see how bright the lights are this week if you're the Detroit Lions. They, they might realize where they're finally at. And I think there's been some beauty in the simplicity of them just like playing football and being physical and the whole Dan Campbell grit thing and the speeches and we're the underdogs and here we come. And all of a sudden this week it's going to get real for them, big time. It's going to get real, but I don't think that they're going to feel the same amount of pressure that the Niners will, which is why I think that they are playing with house money because if the worst thing happens for the Lions and they lose this game and you go back and you land in Detroit, you might still get a parade. You're going to have people waiting for you at the airport even if you lose this game. True. Detroit people, Michiganders, as you so appropriately said yesterday, they're going to support this team win or lose. If the Niners lose this game, there's going to be a lot more of an angry mob on Monday on these very airwaves with fans saying Shanahan can't close and maybe Brock Purdy isn't the answer and how could you lose to a team that has never been to the Super Bowl. You lost to the Lions. So I think in terms of the pressure, the organizational pressure, You're making me there's nervous. a ton more on the Niners than there is Detroit. Stop. You're making me nervous now. I'm just keeping it real. I'm you're keeping it a buck. You give me anxiety, bro. But you're right, though. I I will say this, Dibs. And I, I used to say this all the time. In, in the decade that I was back east, I think that the Bay Area sports fan has shifted. And not to criticize at all, because a fan is always right, right? You're the you're, we're fans. I'm a fan. You're sure. a fan. We're part of it. I'm a Giants fan. I was a Giants fan longer than I'm a Giants fan. Than, than I've been associated with I'm the a organization. Giants fan. <laughs> I, I'm a Niners fan. I, I I was a Kings fan before I was a Warriors fan, but that's because I lived in Sacramento. But I, I think things have changed to where like they even won this week and people were upset. Yeah, they're cranky. Like, Niners fans are cranky right now. It's been a long time since they won a Lombardi, FP. I know. They've been close. They've I been know. knocking, but they have not gotten through the door. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island 
Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. <laughs> 